may not come when we want you to come. But you have a good track record of always coming right on time. It's preaching time, my father. Pray that you love hide this field serving my father behind the blood of Calvary. That none of me will be seen and all of you will be heard. Use me, my father, to your will and to your glory. Help me to preach your word. That those who come here, my father, may go away better than what they came. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I do pray and for his sake. Amen. God is certainly an on-time God. We have many who witness can testify that he always come in the nick of time. Just when it seemed like you lost all hope, God steps right in, right on time. We thank God for the choir. We thank God, for, amen, for our musician, amen, who's doing an excellent job, amen, with the choirs. Amen. We thank God for you. We want to continue in our sermon series, amen, uh, talking about unlocking God's will for our lives. And, uh, and the scripture is the same scripture, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. But we want to also add on to that scripture. Amen. Genesis chapter number 12. Genesis chapter number 12, verses 1 through 9. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Amen. Says what? Trust in the Lord. With all your heart, lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Amen. Genesis chapter number 12, beginning at verse number 1 reads, Then the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of your country and from your kindred, and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless them who bless you, and uh, curse him who curses you. And if you shall, and in, and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken unto him. Somebody said, as the Lord has spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all of their substances that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abraham passed through the land unto the places of Shechem, and into the plain of Moriah, and to the Canaanite, which was in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto him, until you, and say, Unto your seed would I give this land. And there built he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto the mountain of the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abraham sojourned going unto still. Toward the south. 
Thus is the reading of the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Unlocking God's will for our lives. I ran across a gentleman who may have been the hard hittedest, if that's even a word, person in the whole wide world. Do you know someone like that? He was self-seeking, self-absorbed, and guided by self-ambitions. He argued for the rightfulness and everything had to be done his way. He always acted like he was the victim when in fact he was the victimizer. He had crushed his marriage and he had alienated his children. He loved himself and had a wonderful plan for his life. It was his will and his way at his time and on his terms. He made everyone a slave to his plan or he drove them out of his life. He made an incredible sacrifice to get what he wanted to avenge and to the average person his resume was impressive. But he chaffed against the sacrifices God called him to make. But in a moment of grace, he quit fighting and controlling and defending his own way. He had one of those Paul on Damascus Road experiences. He confessed, I have been so busy being God over my life that I have had little time or interest in what God's will was for me. It was one of those most accurate moments of self-diagnosis that leads to mind transformation. No sooner had the words come out of his mouth did he begin to weep like a newborn baby he had wept as no man has ever seen a man weep before. His body shook with grief and as grace began to work as freeing him from this bondage of himself. This person is not unique. If you are a parent, you know that your children are collections of self-sovereignty. All a child really wants is his or her own way. He or she don't want to be told what to eat. He or she don't want to be told what to wear. He or she don't want to be told when to go to bed or how to steward his or her possessions. He or she don't want to be told how to treat others. He wants or she wants to be the center of his or her own little world and to write his or her own set of rules. And he or she gets upset that you have the audacity to tell him or her what to do. Have y'all had any children like that growing up? Do you know any children like that in your life? Amen. It was all about the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. But it isn't just the person I describe or the children, but sin causes self-sovereignty to live in all of us. We tend to want to have more control then we are wise enough or strong enough to handle. We want to be in control of some things, but we can't even manage the little things that God has given us to do. We want people to follow our way, or we want them to stay out of the way. 
But when we wish for things that we are not, amen, we wish for things we're not ready to receive. And when we do receive those things we wish for, we lose it and we spoil it. We wish that we have control over everything in life. And we forget about who God is. We are always mourning the fact that we are not getting our way. Or celebrating that God welcomes us a new and better way. You and I must remember that God is in control. And whenever we try to take control out of God's hands, we are frustrating ourselves to the point where we can't have our way. We tend to have a temper tardy. Have you ever had one of the temper tempters, amen? When you walk around stopping, amen, like a little child because you could not get your way. I have three daughters, and whenever we tell even one of them no to something, they walk around saying, but mommy, but it's not fair, but daddy, it's not fair. It's, that's how we treat God. Lord, can I have this? And God says no, and then we pout, amen, acting like life is not fair. But don't you know that there are some things God keep from us because he realized that if he give it to us, they will destroy us. There are some blessings that God would say no to because he realized once we get it, we will squander them away. If you get anything too fast or too quick, you will not cherish what you have. Some things you got to work for. And there are some things God will say no for because not yet, amen, is not the season for you to have it. When you assist in having your own way, we ourselves, amen, we will will ourselves out of the divine will of God. Let me say that once again. When we assist in having our own way, we will ourselves out of the will of God. And there are a lot of people think they are in the will of God, but in reality, they are far away from what God wants them to do. The Bible says that man's ways are always right in his own eyes. They don't see no harm in what they're doing, but they are fighting against the will of God. Beloved, there were two lies that tempt each of us somehow or in some way. They are the lies that fuel the disastrous choice that Adam and Eve made in the moment of temptation in the garden. Yes, it is true that these lies have as much power today as they did over 5,000 years ago, amen, when Adam and Eve walked the earth. The first lie is the lie of autonomy. Uh, That lie says that we are independent human beings with the right to live as we wish. Uh, Far too many are living by the Osley Brothers hook. It's your thing. You can do. Come on now, y'all, 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 y'all know this song. You can do what you want to do. I can't tell you. Uh huh. You know the lyrics. Some of us just living over that hook. We act like life is just our thing. We act like we can do what we want to do. But can I let you know, amen, life does not belong to you. Life was given to you, amen, so that you can be a steward over it. And everything we have belongs to God. Beloved, if you are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you do not belong to yourself. If God has saved you and purchased you, if God has saved you, he purchased your redemption and you and I belong to him. 
we act like amen, amen. Nobody can tell us what to do. Amen. But a slave do not tell a master what to do. But the master is the one that tells the slave what to do. So the first lie, amen, is self-sovereignty. The second lie is just like the first lie, and that is self-sufficiency. Uh, self-sufficiency tells us that we have everything we need within our own strength, within our own intellect, to do or be what we want to be. That's a lie from the pits of hell. The fact is that God is the only self-sufficient one in the whole universe. Self-sufficient means that you are you don't need anyone or anything for your survival. But you and I, amen, I dare you to stop breathing. The air you breathe belongs to God. Amen. The land you walk on belongs to God. The house you live in belongs to God. The clothes you put on your back belongs to God. You and I need God, but God don't need us. And we act like we're God, amen, and God, we act like, amen, we're the parent and God is the child. Uh, you and I were created to be dependent upon God. And whenever we, move, whenever, whenever we remove God out of the equation, you and I are heading down the road, amen, towards disaster. You and I, amen, were not made, amen, to be independent. But we were made to be dependent creatures. Amen. We are dependent upon God and we are also dependent upon one another. Can I let you know this? You cannot get to heaven unless I go with you. Uh, you thought you, you thought you was the only one going to be in heaven? You thought you was going to have a VIP list in heaven? You was going to sit, amen, next to Jesus, next uh, right hand or on his left hand? But guess what? I'm going to be sitting right there alongside you. So you might as well get along with me down here. Because we're going to spend eternity together up there. You and I need each other. Huh? I, I, I know we sang the song, I don't need anyone but King Jesus. Amen. I, I know we sang those songs, but, but the truth of the matter is, you and I need, amen, someone to talk to. Uh, if God was to talk to us out of the sky today, you and I would go crazy. Uh, but God talks to us through other people. And can I stop here long enough to say this? You and I have to stop blaming the devil. You and I got to stop blaming God. You and I got to stop blaming the white man, the red man, or the yellow man. Or others for what's happening to us in our life. Yes, the devil is crafty. Yes, he tries to influence us. Yes, amen, he put the lust of the eyes in front of us. Amen, but don't you know that everything is not the devil's fault? Uh, some of the pains, some of the setbacks, as well as the disappointments you and I are experiencing is a direct result of what you and I decided to do. No one made you smoke that joint. No one made you sip that. Amen. Yes, you know what you sip. No one made you to go over his or her house. No one made you to lie down in his or her bed. No one made you do 
you wanted to do. You did it because you wanted to do it. So stop blaming other folks for what you decided to do. Some of us are where we are in life. And it's not God or the devil's fault. Our actions plant us firmly where we are. And many of us are dealing with the consequences of the decisions you and I made without consulting God. Oh, let me say that. You and I are dealing with the consequences of the decisions you and I made without consulting God. Don't you know if you talk to God about something and then there's some things you don't want to talk to God about because we know what he's going to say. Oh, have you ever been there? You knew that, Lord, I got to talk to you about this and if I talk to you, I already know the answer is going to be. So, 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 so I might as well not talk to you. I might as well go ahead and do what I'm going to do and ask you to clean it up later. Oh, don't act like I'm the only one that did that. Don't, don't act like I'm in here by myself. Some of us make choices. We know the outcome. Amen. We know, amen, that the wages of sin is death. Amen. We know, amen, that God is going to punish us. We do like, amen, what we did when we was out there. Amen. When mama told us to be in the house by a certain time. And we knew, amen, I might as well hang out right now. I'm going to party and enjoy myself. Because I know once I get home, mama going to, amen, get that, amen, two by four out. How many of y'all have had that stitching cord? How many of y'all have been looking for the stitching cord? Uh, there was no such thing as diapers. I, 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 I couldn't even pronounce the word diapers. Uh, my, my mama said, amen, if, 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 if you don't like how I'm raising you, amen, if you big and grown, there's only one grown folk in mama house, and that was mama. And whenever you get big and bad and you start smelling yourself, whenever you get too big for your bridges, you got to go. My mama made sure that if we did not follow her rules, that we paid the consequences. That's the same thing with God. If we do not follow God's way, you and I are will face the consequences. So Solomon said trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your path can I let you know this all of us are on a journey through life and we can make the journey in one of two ways we can make the journey on the basis of our feelings and desires, or we can make the journey based on faith in God's divine will for our lives. But on this journey, each one of us must answer five questions. Y'all ready? Write, write, write this crime, write, write this down, write this down, write this down. On the journey in life, you must ask yourself, and you must also answer. Five questions. Question number one is, who am I? Oh, if you don't know who you are, then you will aim and answer to every name that somebody else calls you. My Lord have mercy. Oh, you must know who you are. And you must know whose you are. 
If you don't know who you are, amen, then you are a sad case for living. If you don't know who you are, then you will walk around imitating everyone else. And not only, number one, you must know who you are, but you also, number two, must know who made you. Don't you know we are not, we did not evolve from apes. We, we did not evolve over time. But the Bible said that God created man and woman. The Bible said not only did he create man and woman, but he created us in his image and in his likeness. You and I, amen, I don't care what they have on the history books. I don't care what they have on men. Talking about man, black man is three-fifth of a man. That, that's a lie. You and I are 100% man or 100% woman. And God made us the way we are. You don't have to be ashamed of your hips. You don't have to be ashamed of your complexion. You don't have to be ashamed, amen, of the texture of your hair. God made you exactly how he wanted to make you. And don't you know that you are all that in a bag of tips? Because God put his step of approval on it and said it was good. Not only do we must know who we are, we must also, number two, know who made us. But number three, we must know why am I here? Why did God leave me here? God, 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 there was a lot of, there's billions of people in the world. But why did God decide for me to be born when I was born? And why did he place me in the family he placed me in? And why am I still here today? Oh, uh, I'm going to get back to that, that question. Number Question number four. And while I'm here, what can I do to better my situation? You should never be comfortable where you are in life. There are higher heights and deeper depths in the Lord. There are uncharted territories that you and I, amen, can go into. You and I don't have to fight over the same corner when the whole universe belongs to God. You and I, amen, can share, amen, in the responsibility of reaching the kingdom for God. What can I do to better someone else's life? My Lord, have mercy. Notice I didn't say, what can I do to better my own life? But what can I do to better someone else's life? The songwriter said it best. If I can help somebody along the way, if I could tell them, amen, that they, they're going in the wrong direction, and I could show them, amen, a better way, then my living will not be in vain. Yeah, question number five. Amen, after we ask who am I, after we ask uh, who made us, after we ask why am I here, after we ask what can I do, we must ask where am I going? You can't stay in the same position all your life. We got to move forward. If you walk backwards, you want to back up into something as you walk backwards. Because I know that I know we I know we always thought that mom and daddy had eyes in the back of their heads. But 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 that, that's just wisdom. 
I we tell our children, uh, you know, uh, I got I got a a twenty one year old. I've been twenty one years. I've been twenty one for twelve months. You can't tell me how to be twenty one, huh? We tell our ten year old, I've been ten years, ten years old for ten for twelve long months. You can't tell me how to be ten years old. We we tell us, Amen. Soon to be sixteen year old. I, we've been fifteen for twelve long months, and everything you think you get over on, we invented some of those things. Oh, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. You 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 know when they're telling the fib. Don't, don't they understand? We invented some of those fibs. We, we, we got the t-shirt, amen. And we, 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 you're not doing anything. But where am I going? If you're only, you're either going one or two places. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. There is no in-between place. There is no purgatory. There is no, uh, 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 no such thing as uh, uh, living the rest of your life out on earth. You either going to heaven or hell. Yeah. The Bible says heaven and hell is real. Right. And then the Bible says if you're going to heaven, you're going to be in a blessed place. But if you're going to hell, don't you know that hell itself will be thrown into the lake of fire? Hell is not a place you want to go to. But, 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 but the text says, trust in the Lord. So in trusting in the Lord, we are zeroing in on question number three. Why am I here? What is God's divine will for our lives? Lord, what is it you want me to do? I know what I want to do. I have an idea what I want to do. But Lord, what is it you want me to do? Don't you know the greatest tragedy in life? It's not what happened to us yesterday. It's not what's happening to us today. And it's not what will happen to us on tomorrow. But the greatest tragedy in life is not having a purpose and dying without having done what God has assigned for you to do. My Lord have mercy. Paul, in writing to Timothy, stated, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have completed my course. Now it's laid up for me a crown. Paul could not say that, amen, until he got finished doing everything God wanted him to do. Oh, uh, without a purpose, life has no meaning. Without a purpose, you're just going through the motions. Without having a purpose, there is no destiny, there is no excitement, there is no goals to work towards, and you're just existing. Oh, I don't want to just exist. But I want God to use me so that I can have an impact in the lives of someone else. Yeah. Jesus calls us.
to reject self-sovereignty. He calls us to reject self-sufficiency. And he calls us to trust in him. I already let you know, amen, for the last two weeks that God has a perfect, a purpose and a plan for your life. And can I let you know that you are right where God wants you to be? My Lord have mercy. You are right. You, 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 are, you, you, you are right. For God to use right now. For the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. God could not use you when you were young. But God had to have you go through some things. My Lord have mercy. Because the young you would have been big headed. The young you would have been arrogant. The young you would have not have given God the credit or the glory. Oh, God told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I know it seems like life is swallowing you up. I, I know it feels like the walls of life are caving in on you. I know it feels like life is unfair. I know it feels like it seems like you got more on your plate than you can handle. But can I let you know, you are right where God wants you to be. And God will not put more on you than he's able to bear. My Lord have mercy. Not only does God has a plan for us, but he also has a purpose for us. And God's purpose is not revealed through dreams. God's purpose is not revealed through prophets. But God's purpose is revealed through his word. Y'all don't believe me. Come here, Hebrews, chapter number one, verse number one and two. He said, on many past occasions and in many different ways, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed here of all things. And through him, he made the universe. God's will for our lives is revealed in the word of God. Psalm 119 verse number 89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Isaiah 48 says, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. In Matthew chapter 25, verse number 35, Jesus bottom lines it for us. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Whatever we need is found in the word of God. And you and I don't have to wonder what it is God wants us to do. All we got to do is get in his word and his word in us. The Bible says that the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The psalmist said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against God. I hear Jesus saying, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And his righteousness. And all these things you want will be added unto you. We got to meet the conditions by getting in the word of God. As I hurry on, we got to also learn how to rest 
all that we are upon all that God is. Look at the text. Proverbs chapter 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. In the English language, the word trust means to rely upon or have confidence in. God is not telling us to rely upon an image. He's not telling us to rely upon a statue. But he's telling us to rely upon who he is. The Hebrew word is stronger. The Hebrew word for trust means to rest your full weight on something. Ha, ah, that's sort of like what we did when we came here. You didn't question the pews as you sat down. You had confidence that the pew will hold you up. Don't you know the same confidence that we have that these pews will hold us up? It's the same confidence that we ought to have that God himself will hold us up. Huh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his presence. Come in, Jew. That's what Jew said. Don't you know God is able to hold you up? Even when it seems like the blade, the world, the load is crushing you down. Uh, I remember my mother as a young boy teaching me how to say my prayers. She taught me now. I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake. I pray the Lord my soul to take. Mama was teaching me how to put my trust in the Lord. To trust in the Lord means to rest all that you are upon all that he is. That you know that God is able to keep you from falling. God is able to bear your burdens. God is able to carry your load. God is able to give you joy in the midst of sorrow. God is able to give you hope for every tomorrow. All I'm trying to say is that God has a good track record. And I tried him a long time ago. When I was down and out, God picked me up. When I didn't know which way to go, God gave me directions. All I'm here to know is that God has a good track record. And I can trust in him. When everybody leave me alone, I can trust in the Lord. When mother, father forsake me, God is right there to hold me up. I'm here to let you know that all you got to do is learn how to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Bible says that we got to be glad and rejoice in the Lord. Jesus said, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. God says trust in the Lord with all your heart. In other words, you got to go all in. Stop leaving something for tomorrow. You must learn how to give God your all. The word heart does not refer to the organ that pumps blood. But the word heart refers to the decision room where life make up his mind. 
For Psalm 86 and 11 says, Give me an undivided heart that I may reverence your name. I hear the psalmist saying, Create within me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. James said, A double minded person is unstable in all his ways. I like the children that Jesus said, Whatever you do, do it with all your heart. All I'm trying to say is that you got to learn how to surrender your all to God. I don't know about you, but I'm sold out. My mind is made up. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart. The hymn writer said it best. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. In other words, I trust in God wherever I may be. Out on the land. Or out on the raging sea. As I close, I remember one day. I remember one day I was sick and I could not shake a cold. I got my wife to call the doctor, and my wife told the doctor all of the symptoms I was having. She told my wife I didn't need to come in to see her. She was going to call the prescription in to me for me at CVS. She told me what medicine she was prescribing and how she wanted me to take it. Now, another thing went into motion. First of all, I had to believe that my wife was talking to the person who I thought she was talking to because she couldn't see her. All she knew that she dialed a number. It was just a conversation over the phone. So I had to listen to the advice. I listened to a solution. She told me how to fix my problem. Then I could have laid in bed and meditated. I couldn't believe her, but stayed in my bed thinking about how good it was I had a doctor who understood my problems and provided for me a solution. I could have laid in thinking how great it was I had the solution to my cold. But lying in the bed and thinking about how good the words of the doctor shared would do me no good. It may have gotten me warm and fuzzy, but it would do me no good. Guess what I had to do? I had to get up out of my bed, get in my car and drive to CVS and say to the pharmacist, do you have a prescription with my name on it? There's a lot of medicine in here, but I need something with my name on it. I need something that's not generic, but I need something that is personal to me. The doctor told me it was here because they called it here. And I believed and I acted on the doctor's word. I can take this illustration a little further. I got the medicine from the pharmacy. Then the medicine looked good. It was packaged real good. But just having the medicine in my hand would still do me no good. I had to take the medicine out of the bottle and put it in my mouth. Because I realized the medicine would be good to heal my body. All I'm trying to say is that when you take God out of the box, put him in your heart, trust in him with all your heart, God will give you medicine good for your soul. He will give you medicine to run on to see what the end is going to be. Good evening, my brothers and my sisters. May the Lord bless you real good. I didn't mean to keep you this long. But as I close, I just stop by to tell somebody for the rising of the sun. Until they're going down, understand, Jesus is worthy to be praised. Jesus.
because it's worthy should be praised. Won't God be a fatalist in the time of battles? Won't God be a heart fixer and a mind regulator? Won't God be a doctor in a sick room? Won't God be a lawyer in a courtroom? Is there anybody here that knows the God I'm talking about? His name is Jesus. He's the ancient of times. He's the battle in the time of battles. He's the stone hewn out of the side of a mountain. He's the stone with the building rejected. His name is Jesus. He's came down 40 in two generations. Walked the feet Delarosa, the road of sorrow. Went to a hill called Calvary. Out there on Calvary's rugged cross. They stretched a wide and they hung him on. He died for your sins. He died for my sins. They took him down, put him in the barber tomb. Stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day and all night Saturday. But Alex, Sunday morning. Alex, Sunday morning. Alex, Sunday morning. Stepped up on resurrection ground with all power in the palm of his hands. Now he walks with me. Now he talks with me. Now he tells me I am his very own. And the joy we share as we tarry there. No other has ever known. Is there anybody here know my God? Is there anybody here know my Jesus? Won't he do it? Won't he make a way out of no way? Won't he put food on your table? Won't he put clothes on your back? Won't he heal your body? Say yes! Say yes! Say yes! Yes, he will! Yes, he can! Can nobody do me like Jesus? Can nobody do me like the Lord? He's able to bring you out. He's able to bring you out. He's able to fix that problem. He's able to fix that situation. Trust in him with all your heart. And lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God. And he will direct your path. Where the Lord leads me, I will follow. Where the Lord takes me, I will go. Lord, if you need somebody, send me. Lord, if you need somebody, send me. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm surrendering to what you have already predestined and preordained for my life. Lord, I want to be in the center of your divine will. I'm tired of doing things my way. Lord, I want to do things your way. Because I realize when I do things your way, your way is the right way. And it will work out. For the Bible says all things work together for the good of those, amen, who love the Lord, who are decalled according to his purpose. Step out of the way and let God have his way. Surrender your all to him. Don't leave it. You know how we sometimes do we leave energy for tomorrow? Don't leave it. Give God everything while you can. Because you don't know. This may be the last time. Tomorrow's sun may shine on your grave. The Bible says work while it is day. Because night is coming. When no man can work. Give God your all while you got chance. Surrender your all to him. 
watch God make a way for you. The doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. I pray that this message or these messages this past month have been really helping you to understand that God has a purpose. God has a plan for every last one of us. And we want to be in his purpose. And we want to do things according to his plans. The doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. We welcome you. We welcome you here at Trinity Baptist Church. If you don't have a church home, we would love to be your home. We would love to be your pastor. You can come as a candidate for baptism. You can come under Christian experience. Whenever you come, consider your all to God. We invite you to come. We invite you to come. Today is a good day. Today is a good day. I've been wrong in my life.